Ready when you are. All right. Cool. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Competitively Curious. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Retake, retake, retake. Oh, I'm right. keeping that in. I'm keeping that in. It's all just getting so jumbled in my head. Oh my gosh. Okay, welcome back to another episode of the Ordinary People Podcast, where we are ordinary people with wrinkled shirts that we were discussing earlier. Um, <laughs> back on the podcast, this time at, like, well, 5.30 my time, 7.30 your time, so different recording recording time. Kind of different recording times, and for me, different recording place. This different is actually, location. This is actually the first, if you were here in season one, this was where we first started. Wow. This is It actually, looks different yeah i think in season one i didn't have good lighting i was okay yeah it seems brighter and did you get a new camera too i did not actually your camera looks insane right now i think it's just the light that makes it look fantastic yeah the lighting's I think, good i think my room here actually like does better with lighting than my other room yeah because it is smaller and the white like the whitish walls kind of reflect too yeah it, it just makes it does it's not that like in my room it's not that bright but I guess the yeah. camera just nice makes it so bright. But yeah, we're back. We are back. Um, well, the reason why we're recording so much later is because I moved back home, uh, as you can all tell. We're back. I'm back in my parents' home for the time being. Back in the great state of Rachacha. Rachacha. I am fucking exhausted. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look, it's about three hours of packing everything and then three hours of setting up. And I'm still not actually done setting up. <laughs> That's a, an... did, were you packed before or did you just do it all today? Uh, majority, we did majority of it basically all today. I Holy thought shit. my parents would actually coming by later yeah. uh, than they actually were. So I was going to split it up. But then... Uh, they came uh, like a couple hours earlier, and I and they told me I could sleep in, so I slept in a bit. Nice. Uh, and they came at nine thirty when I thought they were coming at ten or eleven, and I was like, "Oh, oh wow. shit, damn, yeah, and, that's like uh, that's not really sleeping in too much in college." Yeah, I because I've been waking up six o'clock, and I was like, oh, "I'll sleep in eight thirty, eight thirty, okay, yeah. o'clock. And then they called me at nine thirty or like nine ten, and we're like, "Oh, we're almost there." I'm like, oh man, oh god, damn, yeah. That's uh, I hate. There's nothing I hate more than moving. It's the most exhausting experience. Absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, and then you're always like, it's hot out too, especially because everyone moves in the summer, and then it's like, you're just carrying furniture in a hundred degree weather, and like, oh my god. It it's it wasn't hot today, but it was rainy. Yeah, that's what my dad said. Yeah, it was it not storm, but it's like hard and i have mm-hmm. electronics so you got to move quickly and you oh, got to yeah. move safely yeah damn that's yeah that's intense well i guess the good thing is like you didn't have to move like you're bad in anything like all that stuff because it just came with wrench so that's good yeah that's the fantastic part dude the the poo bear in the background do you see the through the mirror the fantastic i keep expecting it to bad. like turn its head Pooh <laughs> Bear is back. If anyone has actually been in my streams when I became more and more consistent, Pooh Bear was actually a meme of mine. It was oh actually, really? It was actually something that like 
the audience absolutely loved because huh. I actually positioned Pooh Bear to stare at the mirror. So Pooh Bear was always staring oh. at the audience. Dude, I didn't even realize you just turned him right now and I'm like, oh my God, it actually happened. <laughs> so Pooh Bear is back. This is actually fantastic news. Uh, when my mascot's course stream is back. That's actually a fantastic nice. thing. You actually just reminded yeah. me that. <laughs> Pooh Bear is That's just pretty cool. Now I'm going to stare at everybody now. <laughs> it's the infamous Pooh Bear. Um, yeah, are your headphones wireless? That's wired. I just have a really long wire. Oh, you said a long wire. Okay. Wire is. I was oh my god, that's kind of nice. Though. I'm meanwhile I'm rocking with this little thing. <laughs> that's why I was nice. actually like you saw me just like stand up and go to my. I yeah, I was like my little apartment. I I can't do that at the villas because it's the villas is so much bigger. Yeah. But, oh my god, the A room is massive. It's massive. It's huge. It's awesome. The A room is like the size of my current whole apartment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With uh, probably more expensive because just because we're at a college campus, probably. Yeah, gotta, gotta love that. Yeah, gotta love being in the. I mean, it is. It's fun. It is not like it's so. It's so weird. Like it's nice that like college is one of the times that you're like literally living around like your neighbors with all your friends in college. Oh yeah. Which is just nice, but then like you, I mean. I guess in a city it's somewhat similar, but it's not the same. People are busier. Yeah. Do, do you speak with any of your neighbors at all? Not with my direct neighbors, no. But I have, like, a couple of my friends moved here recently. Okay. So, talk to them. But... Oh, like, from your uh, friend? No, no, no. From, like, um, just from work. Oh, okay. They oh, were okay. living somewhere else and then moved here when the new line, like, round of leases came up. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah that's That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, not so, bad. So for moving sake, because um, I, I'll talk about it. We'll talk about it a bit later about what happened last episode. Um, yeah. For your moving, because you went from New York to to Utah. How was that like? If I had money, it would have been very easy. Fortunately, I did not have money. Um. So, yeah, it's kind of annoying. I basically, I mean, most of my stuff I left at home. Like, clothes. I, like, I brought some clothes. Some other random things. I brought my, I have, like, a, a bar thing that comes with, like, a cocktail shaker, a stirring spoon, that stuff. Yeah. Brought that. Brought some, like, cooking utensils, nothing crazy. But, like, three suitcases worth on Southwest. So, me and my mom both fly Southwest. I use one of her suitcases that comes with it. And then use two of my own. So I didn't really bring too much. And I just bought a lot when I was here. Okay. But it's, yeah, it wasn't fun. It's a lot of, especially when you like, thank God we rented a car. If we didn't rent a car, it would have just been an absolute nightmare. Oh, you rented a car. Yeah. Otherwise, So did you horrible. drive from New York to Utah or did you fly and then rent a car there? Yeah, we flew and then rented a car and then went to like Ikea, bought the bed, Ordered some stuff on Amazon. Went through a lot of angry discussions when they weren't delivering my stuff in time. Um, eventually, then got everything built, set up. And I like I I like to move in quick. Like Bahar's the opposite. She'll move in and live out of a suitcase for like two months before she decides to finally unpack. Yeah, I like to unpack like right away. Yeah. So I had to make sure I got everything. That's in. that's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hon- honestly. Um. 
one one honestly one of the things i i'm i'm like you i like to move it i like to move it quick yeah um like immediately i got here at three o'clock my time three four o'clock my time had the rest of the time to set this thing up uh but of course since i have i have a lot of stuff and the majority of the reason why I, it took me three hours because this is a set. This is a full computer setup. I have to make sure everything's set. Uh, yeah. I kind of wish I didn't have this, but I wouldn't be able to create content for y'all. But yeah. Yeah. The computers are like, and you want to make sure the wires are not like sticking out. And it's, it's just, it's a bigger hassle than it's initially seems. This is the best wire management I've ever done, actually. Really? Yeah. This is the cleanest. Like for once, like I have some wires, which is like with my headset, I could actually make it a little bit better. Uh, actually, right after we do this and yeah. some of the stuff here, but after that, it might actually might be the cleanest like wire setups I've ever done. Okay. And I don't like. I don't think I could ever top it because yeah. After that, at that point, it's clipping, it's shuffling, and then I I don't have the bother to do that. Yeah. No. I'm not technically savvy enough to get anything crazy i just like all right where can i push this aside like what corner can i jam these into yeah where where can i just push this to the side and not have to touch it again and then do mm -hmm. it you know yeah yeah well, nice that's that's, a, that's good it's over with that is you the, know, move, the move is done yeah the setup is done i just have to put some clothes back a lot of the things i actually brought back was um a lot of things that uh well, a lot of things like toiletries, kitchen stuff. So majority of them mm -hmm. are no longer my stuff anymore. And they're just going to be returned back to my parents. Yeah. Uh, which is fine. By the way, if people want to comment, are going to look at the shirt. Yes, the shirt is very much see-through now. It's wear and tear. I've had this no shirt. Way. I've had the shirt for six, seven years. Uh, it's been through a lot. <laughs> so We're trying everything to get followers. We're slowly, <laughs> we're slowly moving into the realm of taking our clothes off to get new subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> so yes the shirt is being destroyed i'm just looking at the, the camera i'm like wow it is really showing how bad the shirt is right now yeah but yeah that's uh my living that's my moving uh situation nice. um nice. another thing that actually we should uh i think we should mention was last episode which was our kind of comeback oh yeah so this is episode two right of season four was it episode, was episode one? Was it episode eight? Season four. What? Wait. Uh, are we on season four? We are, right? We are on season three still. Oh, we are? We just, oh, had, okay, a, we okay. just had a hiatus of season three. A little Freudian, a little Freudian slip. You guys never heard that. <laughs> uh, so, last episode, which was episode five of season three, um, mm -hmm. what was actually our best one of the season? Oh, um, yeah. During that, uh, it was incredible. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into that. It was absolutely fantastic here on YouTube. Just seeing all the, uh, basically seeing the positive result, uh, responses from that. And um, seeing someone from the comments actually doing some of the, what they commented and they did basically timestamps for us. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> for that was really cool. Conversation. And that's actually fantastic. I don't think, I even remember we talked about that in that portion. That was actually really cool to see. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, it did well. I'm looking at it now. 66, uh, is it 65 views? That's, yeah, that's pretty crazy. That's absolutely crazy. 
I wonder if the Oppenheimer in the title helped. That may have. And yeah. That actually may go into the next part of this conversation. And I know something yeah. that Andrew and I both I didn't... to talk about. Yeah, because I didn't, I didn't watch it at the last episode. Now we both have seen it. Now, yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I did my video review. Oh, you did? Yes, I did. No way. Um, Views-wise, it didn't do well, but that's okay. I just wanted to spew out and have my yeah my review out there. It's completely fine. But, Andrew, well, how about yours? What did you think of Oppenheimer? Uh, so, I think... So one, I think it's cool that like the budget of it was only, I think it was like a hundred mil, which what? in the scheme, I think so. Was it one seventy? Was it either hundred or hundred seventy five? What was the? Um, You're um, right, hundred mil. Yeah, so it's I mean that's low. Like that's pretty low, especially considering the amount of quality actors that they had. So I think it's cool that the actors are like, all right, I'll take a pay cut, one to work with Christopher Nolan, and two to depict what is arguably the most like defining moment in human history. So it's, I think it's like, I think it's to be a film that like when we plunge into nuclear war, people are going to look back on and be like, wow, that's when it started. If there's people left at that point. Yeah. But I think it was really, yeah, I think it was really good. I think it, it was a little like it could have done without the whole, um, I think the politics got dragged down a little bit for quite some time. But that's like the only small critique I would have of it. Besides that, I think it was per- I think it was perfect. You mean the politics with the the ending portion? Are you talking about, or are you talking about? Yeah. The I think the ending could have been a little shorter. Like the politics specifically surrounding, like, is he a communist or not? Oh, is he a is he a spy? Yeah, yeah. Like right at the end, like the like after they blew up the bomb, after they used it. Yeah. Like that okay. ending period, I think it could have been shorter. I mean, it's still necessary to the story, but it was. Yeah, it was great. I, I wanted. I, I was texting you during it. I was like, I want to study physics now. <laughs> Midlife crisis. It was actually quite quite funny when you texted me that. I was like, that's so funny. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I actually had the opposite opinion about you. Not really. That oh, really? It was too long, but I felt it was just right. The ending portion. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people actually might have, as much as I hate talking about politics and that sort of stuff. I felt it was very uh good if it was only just him being interviewed and it didn't reveal that it was being plotted uh like plotted mm-hmm. by strauss rdj's character yeah i feel like i would have had your opinion on that because um it you know people know him as this yeah but i felt Actually... oh go on sorry no go ahead go ahead but... i just thought popped in my head okay quickly go through it so your thought doesn't go back oh no yeah you're no yeah keep going i'm uh, developing it you're all good okay so i the reason why i actually really enjoyed the ending part was actually it was near my one it was like top uh, the top one of the top other than like the whole explosion um yeah the reason why i love that ending portion was just because well because strauss was a, deemed the, the, the jealous person to actually ployed to do all this and i even said this in my review like as like as a physicist you do know people who are extremely jealous and like will like do what they can to make sure that you aren't successful or like their complete jealousy towards someone else will like cloud their mind the entire time like his mind was completely clouded 
saying, oh, Oppenheimer's just bad. Da, 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 he doesn't deserve this. I do. Da, da, basically in that mindset. And mm-hmm. being a physics major, I've been surrounded by that. Like the numerous people acting like this. Almost childish, but we're adults, you know? Yeah. So that's why it really hit me because I've I've acted like that entirely. I'm a child. Mm-hmm. But it really hit me to home that like even these people who are significantly older, who's worked on huge projects, in front of the Congress committee basically, and they're acting like children. Yeah. And I was like, yes, this is this is perfect. That's a great depiction of a physicist. That's a good point. Yeah, and it was all over the, like, absolutely nothing. It was all over, like, oh, like, he said something to Einstein about me. Yeah, or something. Yeah. It just made it made no sense. But I do think... Yeah. I, I do think, actually, now that you mention it, I do think the ending was actually... It was definitely necessary, because I think the, the crazy thing about the movie is it's, like, there is no defined good guy, bad guy. It's, like... And then you almost need that debate on the end to kind of solidify that whole, like... We don't know if Oppenheimer is a good guy or a bad guy. And I think that was what made it good. It's because then you sit at like, at least me, I sat at like the weekend I watched it. I'm like sitting at home and I'm just like, wow, like this is intense. Like he's on one hand, you're like, okay, he's a physicist. This is his life's work. But like he also used a bomb that killed 220,000 people you'll create. And it's like, it's just insane the way his character was built where it's like, you don't, you literally don't know. Like, it's not like, oh, like, you know, he did this, but, like, he had his reasons. Or, like, oh, he's a bad guy because of this. Or he's a good guy because of this. He's just, like, he's a guy who happened to be wickedly influential. And we don't know if that is good or bad. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah. And I think the end- ending solidified that. Because then you're in a more structured setting. You're, like, you're viewing him trying to defend himself. It, not necessarily against, like, the use and the creation of the bomb, but against, like, communism. But the same, in the same way, it kind of creates, like, even, like, communism being this huge anti-American thing. It's like, are you a communist? It was almost synonymous, like, are you anti-American? And then it's like, is dropping a bomb on 220,000 people, like, civilians, is that anti-American? And then you're just left with, like, holy shit. Yeah. I still can't believe we did that. That is insane. Like, I'm sure they have, like, they had their reasons, but, like looking back on it it's like that is the most otherworldly event i like that ever could have happened yeah i can't imagine seeing that in real life like not seeing it but like hearing that in the news to to at least like like we all say i think you you even said it last time or since hindsight is 2020 we have the knowledge now yeah what if like and you, you, I think you said it specifically. What if we're in the middle of a war and we're actually the one that has to do this job? You're not going to think about, you're not going to focus on thinking about uh, the, like, the consequences. You're going to think about, how do I do this job? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, as much as we all want to think about how we're all morally straight, like, we're all morally, well, we wouldn't do it. We're gonna we're gonna take the job and we're gonna do what they tell us to do. Yeah. Which is can you help us pick which location is it? Can you help us Yeah, that? that was crazy, that whole part. Oh, where God. he he started to say like it's like I'm a scientist. I built I built a tool, I didn't tell you how to use it. Pol- politics used it. And they were like, You helped us choose the location. 
and it's just like holy shit yeah it was yeah it was interesting and then even the whole like like starts off and he's this like super smart but like somewhat strange and odd like scientist and then you're like oh like you know this is like a somewhat relatable topic very typical character type and then he put po- like goes to poison his ta and you're like oh my god it's like do i like this guy or is this guy like some evil genius and it's yeah i feel like the whole movie you're just fighting with like who is this guy and then he gets a family and then he cheats on his wife and you're like is he good is he bad like it's yeah it's intense yeah it really puts you into this sort of like mindset that these people who are geniuses they are still human right yeah these people put geniuses in like these scientists and they don't make them human they think that they're just straight up only being i'm in a book i'm reading Mm -hmm. i'm at the chalkboard or whiteboard that's all i'm doing i really think like oppenheimer really showed Mm -hmm. that he's still human like he yeah he is so flawed as a human Mm -hmm. you could see like he cheated on his wife like he he was very interested in one girl she basically kept stringing him along and wouldn't allow him to let them to be together uh then he's like okay and then he finds another girl he gets her pregnant at that time yeah. at that time usually if he gets her pregnant that's to get married and then it's just that sort of that sort of situation it's like and he still had feelings for the other girl saw her she yeah. died she killed herself i think that yeah that, that was, was crazy crazy part of the movie a crazy part of the movie just yeah yeah it's uh it was it was crazy the um yeah because you're right because most people it's like or like even like einstein like you picture einstein you picture like that black and white picture of him at a chalkboard like pointing to the theory of relativity or whatever whatever it was he was pointing to and it's like the fact that you take like this genius like oppenheimer and then give him a life that's not just books and it's like he wants the glory of completing this project as well like he wants the the glory of being the american that ended world war ii uh he wants a family but then he also cheats on his wife and it's like whoa like this is just an actual guy like he's not just some like some name in a history book that you learn about it's like he had his own he had his own shit his own baggage yeah people uh it's not only hollywood it's not actually just hollywood it's more of those fictionals stuff yeah those fictional things are like oh here's the nerd and look how crazy they are yes we can you can be crazy right but you can actually see in those in that room of physicists when they were all collaborating right they're all you can tell them that you can you can just forget that they're talking about physics and you can just think that they're regular people yeah you could but actually it's a whole room of geniuses yeah if you if you forget you're watching something that involves physics you could be sitting in a room and you just be like oh those are just people talking about work mm-hmm. work just happens they did a good job of explaining it too like it seems like none of the physics was so high level in there that it completely went over anyone's head oh yeah like I, it was well well done in that aspect as well and i honestly think that's actually a great uh, that's actually been something that's like like pop science has definitely been in the works for a long time 
pop science yeah. is like something that I think a lot of people in my friends they actually don't like pop science because that's like the stuff that um gets out on news that's like not really like oh my god new form of energy when it's just kind of just something mm -hmm. it's like popular it's like things that make so the popular the popular populace can understand which is fine yeah. it's so that the the general public can understand and i think writing the writing was quite well um when you looked at when they weren't doing all the heavy some stuff and just doing things you can understand it because also a lot of things they were talking about like the beginning of the movie the uh the, the neutrons uh i think it was the neutrons at the time i can't remember what what exactly was the splitting mm -hmm. uh and the decays um i mean that's basic basic knowledge now yeah back then it was like what the what the hell it was like holy shit yeah that's true and it's it's one of those cool things of just like how it's not like we're all getting smarter it's just like the knowledge that we know is the baseline is just getting bigger you know yeah yeah the smart the smart people find yeah it seems like the smart people find the new stuff and then just because you know the new stuff because you're born 50 years later it doesn't necessarily make you like crazy smart it's just like you happen to be able to stand on their shoulders but then the smart people go and find more new stuff and then it just yeah yeah but i guess in terms of general overall ability like you have greater ability with greater knowledge so as you get older uh yeah you, you you're able to do more yeah because you know there's other people who came before you but then in terms of actual ability i feel like it's finding the new stuff but yeah it was it was such a good movie it's, it's just... i wanted to come into the movie thinking like like watching it and feeling some like strong sense of like patriotism at the end or some like strong defining emotion that like wrapped it all up and it just wasn't there it was like and i think that's what was good about it where it's like you think you're gonna drop this bomb and world war ii and you're gonna have this strong like oh my god america like this is it it's like you drop that bomb and it's like oh my god like what just happened like yeah the world the war's over like this is great but like humanity can now literally destroy itself yeah and the bombs are so much bigger i was watching videos this have you heard of the sar bomba uh no it's the biggest nuke ever dropped it was dropped by russia and it was a test um it's like four thousand times bigger than it was dropped on hiroshima it's huge <laughs> yeah could you imagine oh my god uh it's what yeah i mean you're right a lot i think many some at least some people might have walked into the movie thinking like patriotism it's like oh mm -hmm. this patriot uh and um they're they're thinking oh this patriot this patriot physicist created a kind of bomb to end world war ii they go in and they realize it's not he's you find out he's been associated with the communist party he yeah. he basically was ambiguous for the majority of his life his his friends his like his personal best friends are still in that party yeah he, like he he part of it like a lot of them regrets doing it 
because he he basically killed thousands of people yeah and it's crazy because it's like and you see the battle with him too because it's like um like obviously you see like oh he how much he wants to build this bomb and then after the fact he's like oh my gosh like i don't want to support this h-bomb project like you know he, he, he seems regretful and then they're like you literally helped us choose the location of where to drop it for the maximum like effect he's like how you you can't regret this after the fact and it's like wow it is it's tough it's intense it's i think i always thought i was always under the impression that um the guy who made the nuclear bomb killed himself did, did is that like a fact that you heard too or no that he killed himself yeah someone someone must have told me the wrong the wrong thing because i always thought that the guy who made the nuclear bomb ended up committing suicide because he felt so bad uh... but then i googled it and he didn't unless it was a different scientist or something there are many scientists who kill themselves um i may have told you you know thermodynamics right uh laws of moving uh, heat yeah like heat <laughs> uh laws of thermodynamics yeah, yeah. right so the baseline okay. of that um what's his name uh uh wow i forget his name uh first uh what's his name is oh. it nicholas leonard sadi carno oh sorry uh no uh no He's shoot. Physicist. Okay, so uh, before I figure this out, so the physicist who dealt with um, Boltzmann, Boltzmann. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, Ludwig Boltzmann. He basically Boltzmann law. That's he's one. Of, it's one of the things that describes thermodynamics. He was wrong for the majority. Uh, no, he wasn't wrong. He was right. Uh, when he proposed the ideas that this is like a description of thermodynamics, he was basically bullied by the entire society of physics and said, and bullied him, saying that he was wrong. He was so viciously bullied, basically, by the society of his life's work that he killed himself. Oh, my gosh, really? Uh, years later, he was, they found out he was right. Oh, man. Um, so that happened um, that sucks that's the main example i could figure out of thermo of uh physicist kill himself it's, some books some actually textbooks that highlight that uh him and his predecessor actually kill themselves because uh they study thermodynamics and they just died wow um so many physicists do actually kill themselves for being wrong quote unquote being wrong or right yeah basically um just because it's their life's work and when you're being bullied by the entire community. I feel like the science community has cannot be the most like accepting of new ideas, especially wrong ideas. Yeah. I'm sure they can get pretty brutal. Yeah, we're pretty toxic. Yeah. It's like toxic. Yeah. That would suck because right right you write a whole paper, do all this research, you just get shit on. Yeah. That seems like a lot of work. Many people might not. A lot of people actually may not understand why why someone would actually do that, especially because it's one of those things where you put so much work into it. Imagine you put your life's work, you put ten like eight ten years of research to mm -hmm. 
and you discovered something new you realize okay this actually describes this this makes sense but no one believes you and just bullies the fuck out of you yeah and it, and then it's like um when sports people like have an injury and it's like they get super depressed because they identify with that sport so much that once it's taken away they're like oh my gosh what do i even do yeah i bet tom brady's having that problem yeah tom brady's got a new girlfriend though so i'm sure he's keeping it well managed i think he does oh i thought you were trying to get his wife back tom brady girlfriend i maybe it was a dream (laughs) bradley's on brood advice for uh listeners and viewers if you are don't dedicate dedicate your life to be passionate about something but stick to your guns of course if you're firmly of course you can be wrong but don't don't give up on life just because yeah you were proven wrong or quote unquote proven wrong your theory might turn out right to be right they might be wrong yeah and that's the good thing about a leader too. They say a lot of time, like a leader who changes his mind, even when he, uh, even when you're wrong, there's a leader who changes his mind too much is not a real leader. Yeah. It takes a little bit of like grit behind, uh, behind an idea to actually see if it's worth it or not. Yeah. Oh, I see Oppenheimer like be a great leader. Uh, Just like, comparison, like comparison to like, I honestly, when I heard that he was being director and like doing all the stuff, the, they portrayed him very well as like how to organize a physicist. Yeah, like this, it, it's impossible to do to organize physicists because they're just had to bring all so, their families. Yeah, it's so un like getting people these people who are snubby. It just ugh. and then he actually does. He actually gets them all together, convinces them all to come together, and yeah. they actually work together to make this. I'm like. There's no way. Academics are, you know, we're snubby. Yeah, especially physicists. Like, you're, it's not going to be the the military, like Matt Damon's character. Yeah. It's not going to be him that's going to keep them all in line. Like, you have to have another physicist that's, like, respected enough to keep these people in line. Yeah. Otherwise, I feel like the whole, I mean, the whole goal of science is to essentially reject, reject what we already know. So it's like... You have a government telling you, oh, you have to stay here and you got to do this. And it's like, they're not going to listen to that. There's no way. Yeah. But if you have Oppenheimer come up there and it's like, hey, I'm a fellow physicist and we can uh, we can actually build this thing. Then all of a sudden people start to fall in line. Which, yeah, it was that was cool. How they built the town and everything, too. Yeah, especially with his credibility with being like the the pushing for quantum, the quantum theory in the United States. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. I don't know if that's I will say true, but I'm going to believe it if he's the yeah. one who pushed it in America. I'm going to believe it. Nice. I mean, I don't really know much any, any better, so I'll, I'll believe it with you. Yeah, I don't, I don't know too much of physics, uh, physics people's history. I, I can't, for some reason, it doesn't interest me with me about people's histories. Yeah. You are saying? Uh, I forgot what I was going to say, but yeah, I don't know. I wish I, I wish I did take a physics class. At some point, because I never even took one. I didn't take one in college. I didn't take one in high school. Really? Like, oh, should have taken at least one. Yeah. The the thing is, right? It's um. 
the the many things about like taking physics courses you're not it's very so boring in comparison to what you yeah. kind of learn many people actually like um they they think physics is like oh it's this uh because they see it in like movies and stuff but then it's yeah. just not yeah that makes sense and then, i'm sure if i would have taken a course it would have been very math based or something it's like math based you, like you, the first two courses you have to take are like stuff that you could see oh a pendulum i don't care about a pendulum yeah you, when you, i don't you, want to blow shit up <laughs> i want to blow shit up you want to you go to quantum mechanics do you know what you learn you you do math <laughs> You don't do yeah. any of this bullshit. You don't do anything that these people that are portrayed in movies, because that's profession. That's like up there. I don't even. Yeah. Do that. Is that the? Uh, is that a common thing? Because you know Oppenheimer, like, had some sort of disdain for mathematics. Is that a common thing? Like, do a lot of physicists not really like math? That's actually a big thing. Really? Yeah. No way. That's actually, I didn't that's know that. Actually, that's actually a huge thing. Because Einstein said it too. Yeah. He's Einstein like, the one thing we got in common is we don't like math. Yeah. That's actually a big thing about a lot of physicists. Uh, one of my hmm. roommates was, uh, he hates math. Really? Because uh, he doesn't like doing it. He wants to use the math, but he doesn't want to do the math. Yeah. That make yeah. And I guess once you're at a certain level where it's like you can do the math, the act of doing it is probably incredibly tedious. Yeah. Because it, it comes, because as a physicist, our job isn't to create math. Well, our, it might be. But it's to use, to give a physical meaning of a system. Mm -hmm. And then, well, of course, we had to use math for it. But doing math, doing pure math is a pain. Pure math yeah. sucks. <laughs> I hate yeah. pure math. I love doing like, I I calculus boom fine, pure math, fuck. Yeah, whatever math. I saw the I, I was looking at Oppenheimer stuff and they showed what they think was the piece of paper that he showed Einstein with the calculations on it blowing up the Earth. Yeah. And those calculations did not look fun to do. There was no numbers. It was all just letters and subscript and then subscript on top of subscript and you're like oh. Oh yeah, I saw that the uh, the seeing the decays of uh, the radiations. Yeah, uh, that was insane. That there was a chance that it blew up the atmosphere. I, I quick from the quick notes that I could see it, I was like, I understand some of it. I don't know the physical systems, yeah. but I kind of get it. <laughs> but, yeah, that was uh, math is crazy. It because you, I feel like people graduate middle school. Right when you're getting comfortable with multiplication, you're like, I know all math. I can multiply, I can divide, I can add, and I can subtract. I know math. And then you get to high school, and then you take like an algebra class, and you're like, oh, okay, well, maybe I don't know some all of the math. And then you take calculus, and you're like, wow, I know shit. And then like you watch people in college do math, and you're like, wow, math is insane. Yeah, it's, you go to differential equations, you start doing linear algebra. It's not hard. It's kind of just well, it's just algebra, just place it up cleaner way different you do it's a you go to the differential equation you go to a, a partial differential equation which can, is a long sort of thing that you don't even learn in college 
because the majority of PDEs can't even solve. Yeah. You do what are other things? You do other theories that I don't even know because I don't care. I think my def- my capstone, the highest in math I'll ever probably well actually no not probably the highest in math I will ever get. The thing that made me feel the most like the physicists doing their calculations on the the nuclear bomb site was the Taylor's theorem in Strom's class. That was that was intense. <laughs> oh yeah, Taylor, I remember her. A lot of us were struggling on that. We're like, this doesn't make sense. And I forgot what it, it's like taking a. It's like another way to define an equation. Is that what it is? Like another way to define an equation using a series. So so one of the things is basically yes. One of the things um is a Taylor approximation, right? You have an equation that actually happens, who basically. Mm-hmm. Let's hope I describe it correctly. So basically, one of the ways that you kind of do it, because sometimes some equations are really hard to do mathematically, they're a lot longer. Um, yeah. Or you have to make it a significantly uh, a difficult sort of situation. Mm-hmm. So you could use Taylor series or Taylor's approximation, so basically to simplify it. So basically, you're never going to get the exact value, but it's close enough. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I, I totally forgot how that how that works. But uh I remember doing it and being like, wow, this is this is some math. Yeah, it's basically just like the value minus the derivative. The initial term minus the derivative over the factorial, two factorial, something next derivative over the three factorial, something like that. I can't remember. Yeah. I remember there was a factorial in it, and then th- I think that's what did it. I think once you mix the, the derivatives with the factorial, I was like, yep, there it is. And the little limit thing, LIM is A oh, approaches the, H or yeah, something. Yeah, the limit. Just throw all those three things in a formula, and you're like, that's the pinnacle of math. Yeah. I love how, like, the definitional limits of derivatives, right? I do mm-hmm. that. Uh, you know, the limit stuff that we do, and then like regular derivatives, like, oh, let's do derivatives with limits, and then it's just like this co- complex shit. Then just like, yeah. oh, do the shortcut. What's derivative x squared? 2x. Ah, oh my god, yeah. Love it. Oh my god. You love I, I was so mad at whoever taught us that that day. Do you remember, like, when she's like, and now there's a shortcut? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was so mad. I forgot about that. Do you... We were doing this whole ass equation, it was so long. It was hard to do. It was clunky. And she's like, X squared. All you got to do is move this down here. 2X over 2. Is that what it is? That what it is? It, 2X over 2? Uh, no, it's X squared. So it's... Oh, 2X you, over you, 2 is X. You, you move 2 down, and then you do X minus 1. Uh, the, oh, yeah. The, the yeah, X yeah. minus 1. Yeah. And we're like, are you fucking kidding me? We went through weeks of just brutal, brutal calculation. Remember, just for her to be like, oh, you just got to move this here. No one lo- liked it. But the thing is, that since the de- the limit definition is so fundamental in calculus for a derivative, yeah. when you go to complex, when you go, not complex, not complex, like, what's the correct word? More complicated systems, you can't use a derivative trick. You have to use the... the oh, you do? You have to use a limit. Oh. You like uh, I was doing work for, um, I was reading a reading textbook for quantum field theory, which is basically just mm-hmm. instead of quantum mechanics, which is basically talking about one specific particle, 
going in one motion. Now we're talking field theory, so we're not allowed to talk about space, right? Um, so since we can't do derivatives regularly, uh, like when at the time when I was reading the book, they were like, okay, now we have to, since we can't use this derivative trick or derivative, we have to go back to the limit definition. So I had to write the limit of this going to here. And I was like, ah, uh, just use that huge formula. That's even yeah. more complicated. I'm like, I hate this. That's so brutal. It's what I'm trying to look. I looked, I just looked it up. So it's the, it's like the, a fun, like F of X plus an H minus the F of X over H. Yes. And then as that H gets infinitely small. Yes. So I remember that makes sense. Yeah. But I don't remember. So the F of X plus H, what does that do again? When you put it in the parentheses, does it, F of X it moves plus it. H. Yeah. Moves it left to right. Outside the parentheses moves it up and down. My I'm, dude, it's been so long. I'm trying since to remember math. how it looked. F of X plus H. Drunk. Remember, I, I think I asked you a few times. Yeah. Like freshman year, be, get drunk, be like, here, ask me an interval, I'm fine. <laughs> and then I would just botch it. <laughs> um, I don't know uh, when I stopped the, I paused the recording for a second. I don't know when I stopped it. Um, okay. We should be fine. Cool. It can't be that long because I only just started typing. So we may have just been, been me talking about how limit definition works. So I think yeah. we're okay. We're still 45 minutes in. So we may have lost oh, one nice. That's um, not yeah, that's not crazy. They they probably don't need to hear the the whole limit thing anyway if it well, if it gets lost. I was just like, oh my god, we're only talking about physics. There's um, some high school student who just got out of class. Probably well, maybe not, but could be listening to this and is like, oh man, I just need to turn on ordinary people podcast and just hear them talk about some like ordinary shit. And it's just the limit definition <laughs> of a derivative, and they're like, oh, I can't escape. I wanna I wanna listen to Andrew and Keo. I really wanna listen to how Andrew just talked about some some really like ordinary stuff i don't want to hear keo like nerdy shit and then just keep <laughs> me just going on about nerdy shit i'm like kid if that's you right now study finance <laughs> go into go into business <laughs> go into business <laughs> look this is two different this is two different sides of the spectrum you got you got business over there you got nerdy over here yeah I will say the math that physics that physics phys physicians physics physicists physicians are doctors. The math that they do looks a lot cooler. The math and the the math and finance might make you some money, but the math and physics blows shit up. So that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, did you ever do the you did did you you did it, right? Did you ever do the thermite reaction with Strasser? Yes. That was cool. Yeah. It burned a hole right through the metal like bucket it was sitting in. Yeah, yeah. I remember we blew we blew a recycling bin up in uh, college. Really? Yeah. Uh, our undergraduate director, um, he was kind of bored. One day no way. Then he then he was like, "Hey, Keo, let's, uh, let's do this." Put a bottle. Boom. <laughs> what did you like? Did you guys make make the bomb? <laughs> Or do you just happen to have like a firecracker or something? No, it was a, it was like some chemical. It was, it wasn't like a big explosion. It was kind of just like it launched the recycling bin up, but it did crack it. That's cool. We didn't make a bomb, by the way, people. We're okay. Yeah, the FBI is tuning in right now. Like, we're gonna shut down UB. I'm gonna, I'm gonna acceptably say this now. We didn't make a bomb. It's a, yeah. it's a very safe thing. 
It's a very safe. Baking soda and vinegar and just in a bottle, shake, shake, shake. <laughs> it's, it's basically, it's, it's basically things that people do all the time at, on, um, uh, in high school. It was just, yeah. I don't think many high schools, not many like high school teachers actually do that sort of stuff anymore. It used to be back in the day. A lot of them used to do it. Yeah. I think a lot, of, a lot of the teachers just got lazy. Did I tell you the story about the time where, because like I took two chemistry classes, so I loved chem. Yeah. And then, did I tell you the story of the time I went to a chem lab at home? Yeah. Yeah, it was bad. I like, remember, like, so it was like electrolysis. So it's like you do the battery, and then you have the cathode on one end, the anode on the other end. Yeah. And you have some sort of like solution in the middle, and it's supposed to separate out, separate out the two ions. Yeah. And cause it like a reaction. I was like, oh, I could, I want to try that. So I did it. And it like turned yellow and I'm like sitting there and I'm at work and I'm sitting there like, why did it turn yellow? Like it's not supposed to turn yellow. And then I'm like, I go on break and I start Googling. I'm like, why did my solution of this when I try electrolysis turn yellow? And it's like this big warning comes up. It's like, never use stainless steel electrodes. They will create a, ca a cancer causing chemical. If you use stainless steel electrodes and it turns yellow, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> is that so what I called my family I'm like don't go anywhere near that <laughs> <laughs> there's a yellow liquid in the garage don't touch it <laughs> but yeah I used a paper clip and apparently paper clips are stainless steel nice by yeah. the way sorry I'm, I got an email about a job position uh, they're looking for math alumni to teach at a um, at some some school in rochester no way yeah the thing is i'm pretty sure teachers need a, a master's degree right they need a specific teachings degree i can't uh, so I, I don't think I can take well it you actually don't well you do but they give you there's like a time window so if you just have a bachelor's and you don't like if you have a just have a bachelor's you need to get a teacher's degree like a like a certificate okay. but you have a window to get it okay. so I, I i believe yeah like I believe they'll be like like a year window or something like that. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I'm not gonna take. That'd be pretty it's, cool. It's algebra one. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Yeah, that's it. a little. Yeah. Uh, I am waiting for other jobs. Sorry, I kind of, yeah. I kind of interrupted on your short, but yeah, that's uh, you, why? When was this again? When did you? Yeah, you're frozen. You are frozen for me too. Am, am I lagging or are you? Oh. We're back. Oh, you're back. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wait. Wait. Say something. Yes. Hello. Okay. Cool. Yeah. You're back. Yeah. Okay. I. Uh, right, yeah. You froze for a second. You start. Yeah. You froze for me too. You just stared at me. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> what did I say? Oh no. Uh, wait. Uh, when was this? <laughs> when that happened? Um, junior year of high school. You mean the chem thing? Yeah. Yeah, it was junior year of high school. Yeah. I thought, I, for some reason, I thought you said like middle school. So I was like, oh, I wish, dude. I would, I would probably have been a super genius if I was doing that. And Brother, middle school. <laughs> Did you tell anybody? Oh yeah, I told my, I, I called everyone. I was like, don't go near the yellow liquid in the garage. It'll give you cancer. Oh no, I meant like middle <laughs> like, school. Oh no. Okay, <laughs> that makes sense. Why no one talked about told, it? <laughs> I should have told Strasser. That would be funny. <laughs> I was, I was like, if, uh, if Andrew said this to someone at school, 
someone would have said something. <laughs> was like, and my dad just threw it in the backyard. Okay. I'm like, rest in peace, our grass. <laughs> Imagine just ca- caused a big fire. Oh my gosh, yeah. FBI, we're safe people. These are just harmless science experiments. We're, yeah. we're okay. All any, yeah, science any, is fun. Any's, I love, I'm, people are like, oh, I love science. It blows people, things up. And it's like, yeah, you can. It's very much. And like, the thing is, in science, you kind of just like do that and more. Mm-hmm. Or not. I remember one course that we took in high school. Uh, I remember like the, the one of the very first things we were talking about, like distillation, and the teacher like basically told us how they make moonshine. Which in high school I was like, this is the craziest thing ever. What? What's moonshine? It's like uh, it's like homemade liquor, kind of. That's super strong. Oh, moon. Oh, oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And I like he just told us like, oh yes, by the way, this distillation lab we're doing, it's also how they make moonshine, but you just have to mix it with this and this and this. And I'm like, oh wow, dude. Like I'm like, I'm fifteen, but thanks for letting me know. <laughs> it's like you just have the uh, some fifteen year old here says like, all right, talk to make my own moonshine. The whole class is just hammered next week they're just like they're just they're, they're like a breaking bad situation and they're in their basement like titration and all that stuff. yeah <laughs> they're the, like distillation just like you got the swirler just <laughs> <laughs> oh i got some strong wrists from swirling i i, I was a designated swirler in strauss's class it was a lot of work i hated swirling and then you get in your head too that's the funny thing is you're sitting there and you you start swirling and you get a nice little circle going and then you get in your head and you start thinking about the swirling and then you're just just jerking it all over and it makes no sense (laughs) that's why i'm not this is why i'm not a chemist did you know it's like why no go on sorry go ahead no it's like why are you not a chemist it's like i couldn't swirl (laughs) i couldn't swirl yeah, I was saying, um, the reason why I'm not, uh, I was, I initially wanted to be a phys- physics and chem- chemistry major in college. Like, when I mm. was a senior year in in high school, I wanted to be a physicist and a chem, I wanted to be a physics and chemist. And I, well, I wanted a majority in physics, because I want to, I thought I would uh, have the, do a, in between the physics and chemistry. But then I did AP Chem, and I was like, nope. It was, it wasn't yeah. Strasser's fault. It's just the subject didn't interest me. Yeah, I feel like physics is. I feel like physics is probably roughly similar. It's just like chem is more nuanced, where it's like you don't deal with as cool stuff. Yeah, but like I guess physics is in everything. A lot of physicists, uh, my friends and I call chemistry. Uh, uh, they call we call chemistry uh, baby quantum. Oh yeah, because that's where, like, when you do physics, uh, when you start to get into quantum, it goes in like, it doesn't go into branches at all. No, I'm not saying that, but like, mm-hmm. once you learn a little bit of quantum, you're basically starting to get into the chemistry side. But as you more get into the chemistry side, it's a, you you see relations between the two, but like, yeah, it's very, like, you just don't do the mathematics to it. You just get the concepts. 
and yeah. how they intertwine with one another. The physics, you do more of the mathematics of it. That's where mm-hmm. that's where it intertwines. But I was like, I don't care how they work. I want to do I, I don't care about this. I care about that. I care about the Yeah. Oh my god, calculations. Yeah, because Chem uses like the the electron cloud, right? Is that is that like quantum physics? Yeah. Is that like the baby? Yeah. Okay, because I remember the one S one, two S two, the two P three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. Because um, because <laughs> that's like, yeah. Because actually, uh, I'll actually send a picture of you. So basically, we don't do that with like electrons and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's quantum states. We call them quantum states. So for oh, us, really? for us. They don't look like uh I'm trying to send you a picture of that's not oh there we go. This is this is a bit better. This is actually a good comparison. So if I'm right, I don't wanna start mansplaining, say something wrong. But the left image that I'm sending you um is more chemistry and right sides more physics it's not it's not that much of a difference and i think even chemistries actually use it oh okay now i see it oh yeah so uh what i what i showed andrew i think is i i'm basically going from my very lack of understanding of of uh chemistry uh a lot of people view chemistry. Oh, we'll more talk about the public side of it. People think of chemistry as the Bohr's model, which is the loops around an atom. That's basically mm-hmm. how people think of chemistry. Uh, what we kind of do uh, is more the thing on the right side that I showed Andrew was that we're actually looking at them at level as levels instead of loops. It's just kind of this. I'm pretty sure chemists actually do that as well. Um, now that I'm thinking about it, because my friend actually does that in his work. Uh, but, because yeah. now I'm realizing I'm wrong, I'm going to be like Boltzmann. That's a bad joke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, a lot of times, physics and chemists do do that. And actually, since my friend was actually a chemistry major, and primarily on chemistry, but also did physics, when he already did quantum mechanics and physics, they did something similar in chemistry, but easier, he said, because they didn't do it in mm-hmm. calculations. They just had to know the things, and he already knew yeah. it from another class, so he just got everything. <laughs> nice. But that's I remember we were doing, like, a very simplified version of that, where it's, like, it was, like, S, you draw one box, and then it was, like, the, the P, and you're drawing three boxes. <laughs> and then you have to go, like, electron spinning this way up arrow up, arrow up, and then you start filling in arrow down, arrow down. Yeah. <laughs> I hated that so much. Yeah. I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just drawing a bunch of boxes and circles and calling it a day. Yeah, I just realized there was a pattern, and I was like, okay, this works. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool stuff. I want. I, I should definitely like use ChatGPT and just ask it a bunch of questions. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, yeah. Uh, sometimes I do that, too. But I, I'm always like, every time the chat team says something wrong, I, I, I argue. I'm like, you're not right. <laughs> then they're like, I've no, done no, that. You're right. <laughs> Have you? Yeah, I felt so good when I did that. 
I asked him for an equation, and I was like, like finance is like a time value of money thing. Like a dollar today is worth more than a dollar tomorrow. So a lot of your finance equations, you have to discount your dollars to get them into today's dollars because like you can invest a dollar today. And I asked for an equation, and it sent me out this equation. I'm like, I don't think you accounted for time value of money. And it literally goes, oh, I'm sorry. Here's the updated equation. I'm like, whoa. (laughs) This is AI learning right in front of my face. I've actually had like a five to ten minute argument with ChatGPT. Really? Yeah, because because they weren't, it was not that they weren't giving me the right information. I'm sure they were giving me the right information with the limited knowledge I was giving them. But I always like continuously going, you're not accounting for this. And then they gave me something, but it's still wrong. I'm like, even, yes, you... You were right. You were initially right the first one, but you didn't count for this. And they were like, okay, yeah. let's talk. And then it was just like I had an argument. And we were like, ah, okay, this makes more sense because the, and I actually said why it was right. I like, I gave, I gave the wow. people the information why it was right. They're like, okay, thanks. Thanks for the info. Thanks for the feedback. Wow. Like, God damn it. So I made it AI so now, like, I made it stronger. Yeah. I was saying, so now when like people ask that same question, they're going to get a better answer because you argued with chat gbt yeah i i can't believe it i actually just made chat gbt now i'm thinking about that i made chat gbt stronger <laughs> i just went on it actually apparently look there's now this 20 dollars subscription oh chat, GBT, chat 4. gbt 4 yeah. yeah that uh my friend actually has that with somebody else he split the price and it's significantly really? stronger and smarter than three i wonder does it have updated because I think that's the big lack right now. It's like they made it in 2021 and it's only got info up to 2021. But if that thing was live refresh, and if I could just be like, like if you could get like stock quotes from ChatGPT, oh my gosh. Or like mark, like up-to-date market data. That'd be crazy. It'd be awesome. That'd, yeah. That'd be wild. That, that'd be, uh, many people might actually just actually do do that. If that's actually and they're, they're working, they're definitely, that means someone's got to be working on it. I'm sure like the Bloomberg... Like finance has this thing called Bloomberg terminals, yeah. which is a $25,000. I think it's 25,000 a month or it's $25,000 total. Basically just like a, like a computer. And the, like a lot of the big banks have hundreds of them. Um, Cause it's like the golden source of information. You could talk to other banks on them. It's like, you gotta, you gotta have, them. but they're like, once AI integrates with the Bloomberg terminal, it's going to be game over. Damn. It'll be crazy. Cause then you don't even need to like, yeah, I don't know. Just ask questions. You don't even need to like phrase your questions smart. Just be like, yo, what am I buying? What am I investing in today? <laughs> what should I invest today? Go. And then someone hacks into the AI, and then <laughs> yeah, I would. That's that, how AI wins. That, takes all our money first. That's gonna happen. I, I'm gonna call it eventually. Yeah. Someone AI is gonna. Uh, AI in the Bloomsburg? Uh, Bloomberg, yeah. Yeah, they're going to come by. Sometime in the future, someone's going to hack it. Ruin everyone's money, he raises it up. Oh Huge con- controversy. Thanks, fam. There was a... Oh, yeah, dude, that'd be crazy. There was a there was a situation where... You heard of the flash crash? No. It was like this... this like, all of a sudden this i forgot what market it was i think it was like the like a futures market or something totally crashed like literally like everyone's just sitting there and then bam like everything's like oh my god it's down 30 percent. like what's happening like, what's happening what's happening what's happening the whole world world panicking um 
And eventually they like figured out what happened. And it was at least just some dude in his, in his like some hacker, like in his room in Britain who like found some way to manipulate the market on his like laptop and just literally caused worldwide panic and made like a billion dollars. And oh. then they took it from him. Yeah. I think of that. Have you watched Live Free or Die Hard? The Die Hard 4? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. Wait, when did that happen? It happened in 2010, I think. The flash crash of 2010. Oh, okay. Never mind. It happened after. That happened after the movie. Um, Live Free or Die Hard is the fourth Die Hard movie, and it happened in 2007. And the whole... This... The plot is that there's a flash sale where um the markets crash uh news everything oh. gets hacked right oh yeah market everything just absolutely everything gets hacked in uh so i thought maybe like that happening and then it just it's some writer was like let's do that but for the government and worldwide <laughs> oh shit is that is die hard like so why do they call Die Hard a Christmas, a Christmas movie? The first Die Hard movie was released on Christmas. And it was, I think, That's why. was it released on Christmas uh, or was it set at Christmas? Uh, does not move beyond, does not employ Christmas themes, therefore it takes place on Christmas. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, I haven't seen any. I should probably watch those. I've only watched four, five, and six. six. Yeah. Is there six? Four and five. Um, I heard it went downhill after three. Yeah. Um, Because it just became too much of which was just shooting, which is fun. I didn't know they made that many. Quite a lot. Yeah. I, um, a good day to heart, die hard, yeah. I mean, I... I enjoyed I I enjoyed fourth one. It was it was entertaining. I think that's the only thing you kinda of want in a movie. Yeah, that sounds good. Not every movie has to be a masterpiece. Just you know. Dude. I heard Barbie brought in a lot of a lot of funds. Yeah, I heard Barbie did quite really well. Um a lot of people actually there was like some controversies with uh uh, yeah, I heard they touched on a lot of like, like social issues, which I think it was good. Um, yeah, because I think using Barbie to do that was actually quite good because it's like a comedic movie, but you touch on it a bit, you know. Yeah, you make it, you make it real, and then it it, it, kind yeah. of, it exposes the light of like how things are. Yeah, it's like a caricature of. Because Bar- I mean, Barbie in and of itself is a char- is like a caricature. Yeah, it's like some dramatic expression of like oversimplification of people. Yeah, and then yeah, I mean, I was I mean, people were saying they're like, how do they get all these good actors? And then it's like, this can't just be a movie about Barbie. Like, there's got to be something bad, like some better substance in the plot of this movie to like land Margot Robbie and is it Ryan? It's Ryan Gosling or is it Ryan? Gosling. Ryan- it is Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Okay, see, I always see, get the Ryan's mixed up. Will Ferrell, Simu Liu, so many other. Will, no, Will Ferrell's in it too. No way. Yeah, Will Ferrell's in it. Simu Liu. Oh, and this Michael Cera guy. Is it? Uh, Wait, it's Michael. 
Maybe not. Apparently Anne Hathaway was in it. No way. Uh, who else? Some other people. I mean, Emma Mackey, she was, uh, she's a big television Sex star. Sex education? Yeah. <laughs> Never mind, you know her. Uh, America Ferrera, yeah. she was in there. She's a television star. Uh, no Scott Evans, Chris Evans' brother. John Cena was in it. He did a cameo. I watched it. Michael Sarah's. I think I saw that. I think I saw that bit with John Cena. Yeah. Nice. It's John Good time C- for movies. Yeah. We're, We're going to have to drop a movie now. Or an FBO podcast movie. Yeah. Could you imagine the day people go to the theater for podcasts? I wonder if that'll ever come. I think that I think if we make a a big enough people make live shows for podcasts, you know. Yeah. Yeah. If we ever get big enough, you want to do a tour? My gosh, that'd be nuts. Could you imagine? Or if you were in a podcast or in Berlin next week. Imagine we do a world tour. Dude. We're just in China. It's still still no script. We're still just like whatever the hell comes up comes up. Yeah, the people from the audience are like, yeah, it's legit. It's like, damn, I really flew across the world, and they're just talking about the limit theory <laughs> of. Uh... <laughs> we're just like, okay, we're gonna be in L.A. It's like, what's on the show? We're just gonna be sitting on the out on stage having a conversation. Yeah, are you guys? You all you all just watching? It's like we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll just we'll play it by ear. Someone just starts screaming sexual harassment toward us. They're like, we're taken. Well, Andrew is. Yeah. It's like, no, please. <laughs> we're just ordinary. We're just ordinary people. <laughs> That'd be crazy. I, I wonder if that'll ever happen. Yeah. Like, I feel like like Joe Rogan, like, if he really, really, really promoted a podcast, I was talking about some crazy, crazy world issue. It, it might be able to debut in a theater. I don't really know. Could. could you imagine? Probably a lot of angry people. Very angry people. Many people might actually they... go and watch just to like. They might like buy the tickets and not attend. But things yeah. buying the ticket is what gets a bit more money. Yeah. Yeah, you might have like people fighting in the. Like right in front of the theater. Yeah, it's wild. Crazy. Crazy. Um, you have to go soon, don't you? Uh, yeah, roughly. There's a UFC fight tonight in Salt Lake. Okay. Um, so we're going to hopefully go to the bar and watch that. Hopefully see the fighters. All right. I'll let you get ready. Uh, we're about an hour 10 in, so that's about... Nice. Uh, yeah, good ep- uh, Good episode. I think, uh, hopefully, or I mean, I learned some stuff that I should probably, like, look into. Hopefully, hopefully our viewers learn some math hopefully I <laughs> and some physics. Wrong. Yeah, we probably we probably made some future physicians. Yeah. The next Oppenheimer could be listening to this podcast. <laughs> like that Keo that Keo and Andrew guy, those two guys inspired me. Those ordinary people inspired me. It, it all started with this one episode. Oh god. Nice. Um, all right, is it, am I ending it? Am I yes. Do I do an outro too? Yes. Oh wow. Okay. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Ordinary People Podcast. Um, <laughs> I'll get that right this time. Uh, damn, I I I just draw blanks. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, you got it. Catch us on our world tour in Berlin next week. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we'll see you guys in the next episode. All right.
Peace out. Peace out. <laughs>